Good morning and welcome to a true Sunday conversation. Yeah, baby. Hosted by us. Wait. Present yeah, hosted by us, presented by Loyalty Lickers. Yep. Um, this is episode 101 slash 100. This is the real deal. Yep. But we that ship has sailed. So yeah, this is episode 101. Um, fuck rights. Fuck rights. How you doing, bro? How was your week? How was the casino the past two nights? <laughs> tell me about it. I'm uh, I'm good, Benny. As, can uh, you tell me? Yeah, yeah, I can. I can tell you nothing. Nothing that crazy. Um, so yeah, as Ben alluded to, and as my voice shows, I uh, I spent the last two nights snowed in at the casino. Uh, my son does a big four day wine taste, wine and spirits thing every year. Williams on wine fest. And, uh, for those who don't live in the Northeast, we had a blizzard roll through and, uh, casino said the show goes on. So nothing got canceled, nothing stopped. So, you know, I being the master negotiator, I am wrangled, uh, two free rooms or two nights stay for free out of it and uh shot down there friday night you know pretty pretty low-key got down there had to just help set up we had tasting girls working the big main tastings which is friday night and saturday during the day so i didn't have to pour which is that's like the shitty part of doing this thing now obviously because of the snow there wasn't as many people as like normally on saturday there's no joke like four thousand people it's like an airplane hangar sized room filled with tables and you know every wine spirit beer under the fucking sun and it's just a big slap fest you know i have seen some things there over the years that are you know i actually probably can't repeat on this podcast i mean it's a shit show obviously because the snow has been oh dude it's fucking are we like are we talking like you know flashing tits type of shit oh dude yeah yeah people falling people you know, cheating on their spouses and shit and then getting caught at the place and stuff. I mean, I've seen it all. People breaking glasses all over the place, breaking bottles. I mean, just pandemonium. It sounds so, like um, the Playboy Mansion. Well, and it's, you know, listen, if you work it, if you work the event, it's actually a pretty good time because, you know, it's all industry people. Everybody goes out, you know, the bars, the restaurants are all packed, clubs packed. I mean, everything, you know, it's a good time. It's a lot of people just there having fun and stuff. So this year, obviously, because of the storm, there wasn't nearly as many people, which was was nice. It was a nice change, uh, but it created all kinds of issues. Like none of the restaurants, like basically none of the restaurants in the casino were open yesterday. So like the ones that were open had like two and three hour wait times. Tao, the Asian restaurant had like a, if you didn't put a reservation in by one in the afternoon, you couldn't get a reservation all day. Uh, I mean, it was just, it was a shit show, but I had a good time, went out, uh, Went out after the event Friday night to visit. Let me ask you something. Did yeah. you did you prepare for that? Did you bring some food or something? So I mean, so it didn't it didn't kill me that much. So Friday night, I you know Friday night obviously was no problem. I ate Friday night, Saturday morning. I found a place I was doing breakfast. It was a two hour wait to sit down, but like twenty minutes for takeout. So I got takeout. Um, I ate at the main tasting. So the funny thing about this too is originally last Friday when I got asked to work this. I was only supposed to work. There's a celebrity chef dining around. So they'd fly in like 20 chefs. 
put them up and then they all prepare one like small, you know, dish. But you know, it's really good, high quality food. That's where I met Bobby Flay a couple of years ago. I was I was partnered with Bobby Flay a few years good ago. Good friend. Like good friend, Bobby, friend Bobby, Bobby Flay. Flay. Yeah. So uh so I was originally only supposed to work that event. And then, you know, my boss as I saw the storm coming, I'm like, dude, if you're gonna like if I'm even going to get there Saturday, you're going to have to get me a room Friday because there's no way I'm going to be able to drive in on Saturday morning. And he's like, all right, well, if we get a room, would you mind just like helping the tasting girls out, like giving them a break? I'm like, yeah, yeah, no problem. All right. So now, now I get wrangled into helping out on Friday night and Saturday afternoon. No biggie. I still was going to have like a four hour break in between and then go, uh, you know, go to the diner around at night. Well, then I get a text in the morning one of the guys organizing there's like a high-end tasting right you pay like 150 bucks and it's you know all wines that are 50 to 200 bucks a bottle and you know that's like the best quality stuff you're gonna get there so the guy who organized that texted me in the morning he's like hey somebody dropped out would you mind pouring some wine at this okay fine. so now i go i had to get to the main tasting i went down at 10 a.m i was super hungover couldn't go back to sleep went and got a pump laying in the room had nothing to do so i just I don't have to really help these tasting girls. I'm just going to go set up the table. So I go down, set up the table, come back to the room. I get back down there 1230 for the event. So from 1230 to three, I'm there. Then I got to go next door, set up that tasting three to six. I'm there doing the high end tasting. Then I got to go be at the chef thing at seven. So I was just like, I ended up working all day, but went out Friday night, stayed up till 4am, went out last night to Avalon, which is that's like the hilarious part because there was nobody else really at the casino. It's and Avalon was the only bar that was open after the event got out, which is a nightclub. It's all just industry people in this nightclub. Like all these people that like I've been selling against or working with or managers or whatever, all like dancing to just like a setting to see some of these people in or whatever. So we definitely burnt the candle at both ends. And uh, you know, but at the end of the day, it's a good time and I had to get the fuck out of there first thing this morning. I woke up at like 7.30. I was like, that's it. See you later. I'm out. Most depressing place. How are the roads today? They're not bad. The highways are all, highways are good. Back roads are a little messy still. Actually, this is funny. This is a funny story. So at like 2.30, the bar's out. And I'm like, I'm going to go gamble for a little bit. And I'm by myself on Friday night. Uh, everybody I was with had gone to bed or whatever. And I'm sitting there and there's a roulette table and a blackjack table right next to each other. Now... The roulette table was $50 minimum and I was trying to find a cheaper table and I couldn't find one. I had like 350 cash on me or whatever. So I'm just sitting there kind of watching for a little bit. I'm watching both the blackjack and the roulette. And I don't know blackjack strategy. I know a little bit, but I don't know, like, you know, how these dudes, you know, when to hit, when to split all. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know that stuff. So I'm standing behind the, the table and I'm shit faced and there's like four guys playing or whatever. And this one dude, for whatever reason, I don't know why I chose him. Every time they'd shut the dealer would deal him his cards, I'd be like, oh, you got to hit or, oh, you got to stay. Like, but I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. And like, I, it's obvious I have no idea what I'm talking about. So after like four or five hands, the guy just turns around and goes, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, My bad, bro. So then I go over to the roulette table. I take out a hundred bucks, you know, get nickels. There's one other kid playing. He's got like a group of buddies with him. There's one kid playing. And I'm like, what do you think, bro? Red or black? And he's like, black. So I put 50 on black. Comes up red. I'm like, well, what do you think here? He's like, red. Put it on red. Black comes up. A hundred bucks gone in three minutes. I tap him on the shoulder. I'm like, hey, thanks for that, buddy. And uh, somehow ended up staying up till 4 a.m. And 
thankfully I didn't gamble any, I didn't gamble at all yesterday. So I still walked out with a couple hundred bucks and uh, yeah, but Hey man, great, you know, great, well, week, great weekends. That's good. You didn't lose all your money at the casino. Like, uh, it's proud a of sign you. of maturity, dude. Back in the day, I used to, I'd blow through $300 in 10 minutes and be at the ATM, you know, paying a fucking $6 for actually more than that, like $8 ATM charge just to get more money out. But uh, yeah, my last, my last casino stint sounded uh, very similar to that. It was in Bimini this summer, um, except it was three hands, hundred bucks a hand, three losses in a row. <laughs> and then we went to dinner. <laughs> In and out, so, like you read about. I'm not great. I'm, I'm not fun. great at casinos either. You know, fast so, food. That's fast gambling, uh, right there, baby. Um, fucking a. Ben, Benny, how was your week, buddy? Where are you up to? Where are you at? Yeah. Um, I'm in. Uh, my week is great. I guess. I mean, shit. Uh, we started in. Uh, oh, geez, Louise. Now I couldn't even think. A week ago. We were in Playa del Coco, right? Then we went to Tamarindo. Okay. Which, um, cool Costa Rican town. Um, real neat, actually super fucking Americanized, like completely Americanized. Had some great dinners. But now we're in another town called, um, well, shit, um, Santa Teresa. She's Luisa. I sound like I had a night, too. Um, Santa Teresa, which is another surf town, dude. This thing is this town is so fucking cool. Like, it's all tourists, and it's just one street. Um, sorry, travelers, not tourists, all travelers. It's hard to get here. We took a five hour bus ride yesterday, um, but got to this town. It looks like it's been snowing here because it's all dirt roads and it's so fucking dusty and so dry, yep. like so dry. If there is just all the trees just look brown with like dust, like yep. anything near the road, it's pretty wild. So um, I was not expecting Costa Rica, which is like rainforest to be so dry and arid, but yep. it's that time of the year. So um, definitely way more expensive in Costa Rica um why is that because they get more it's crazy well dude it's like tourism. like this the place we're staying at right now is like 125 bucks a night oh damn and it's gorgeous but we've stayed in something equally gorgeous in nicaragua for 25 bucks a night yeah like exact same thing so um yeah tourism 100 percent. i guess this was like the first <clears throat> of the central american countries to kind of accept tourism and get on board with it so yeah. it's pretty much just like a direct it's so weird how every central american country takes the u.s dollar like i don't understand the point of the costa rican monetary system it's okay. colones and it's six thousand colones to one dollar six hundred colones to one dollar and it just makes zero sense because they, they they just accept the American dollar anyway. So I just don't really get it. Like, it's really like, I don't get, like, it makes you wonder about monetary systems and like who created them and who is like, oh yeah, yeah. We have, they have 10,000s, 5,000s, 2,000s, 
one thousands, and then a five hundred dollar uh, coin, a hundred dollar coin, a fifty dollar coin, or a twenty five dollar coin, a ten, and a five. Yeah. So the the nickel here in Costa Rica is equal to like point zero 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 one cents in America. So I just don't really understand how that works. Well, because it Betty. looks way nicer. It's gold. It's bigger than the penny. Um, sure, costs a lot more to make than a penny. Um, any insight would be great from you. Um, well, just, Benny, I, just, I was going to say what you're what you're talking about is a uh, is a basically a, a marketing campaign for one global global currency. You know, um, because. The funny thing too about those countries that have like the like you know crazy big bills like five thousand and shit. It's like, you know, in reality, why don't you just make it a hundred? You know, like make it even. You know, just make it smaller numbers. They're just so fucking gigantic. Um, but I don't fucking know, man. I don't know anything about that shit. Currency and, and all that stuff is uh, it's over my head. That's that's the big banks and the people pulling the strings. And it's uh, actually there was an article I was going to send you. This week I forgot about. Actually, I'm glad you brought this up because I just, um, I just remembered it. it. Was the White House saying that they need to find ways to um, regulate cryptocurrency? Which you know, I mean, is something that's been talking about for a while. Uh, I was on Barrons, uh, but so the White House or the article that came out said uh, the White House considers Bitcoin and crypto a mass a matter of national security. They are like the White House wants to regulate it. So here's the quote. The Biden administration is preparing to release an executive action that will task federal agencies with regulating digital assets such as Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies as a matter of national security. Senior administration officials have held multiple meetings on the plan, which is being drafted in an executive order, said the people, the directive, which would be presented to President Joe Biden in the coming weeks, puts the White House at the center of Washington's efforts to deal with cryptocurrencies, which so, they, you know, basically they're trying to figure out ways to regulate cryptocurrency, be able to get their 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 piece of the pie, you know, all that shit. But I find that so interesting because they can, they call it a matter of national security, yet the same government, obviously not Joe Biden's government, but the same government, the U.S. government, also deregulated the banking industry and allowed the fucking investment banks to almost co like collapse the world economy in 2008. Like, so... It's just ironic to me that they're over here like going after cryptocurrency as a matter of national security when in the 80s they were like, oh, big banks can start using, uh, you know, customer deposits to invest money in and use leverage and all this crazy investment tools and, you know, make it makes a ton security. of sense, really. And then it makes tons of sense. Literally, as nobody is watching them because there is no more regulation, they're slowly building a process that is was days away from collapsing the entire world's economy and here they are now bitcoin dude that that, that wasn't a, that that wasn't a matter of national security no, it was international um, security you're right yeah international um i do also i mean it's only fair that it's brought up because how many times during and like we've talked about it all along we don't give a shit we don't you know whatever is whatever but how many times during donald's Donald's presidency did he say or do something in the media and the people would come out and can you believe this is the president of the United States all this shit so then the other day I'm sure you've seen because it's now a meme 
when Biden, <laughs> when the person asks the question, he's no, no, on it was the hot a Fox, mic. It was a Fox this. News reporter. Yeah. It wasn't like the person was a Fox <laughs> News reporter. <Yes. laughs> Called him a fucking stupid son of a bitch stupid for, for a asking bitch. that and it's what like a stupid son of not a, bitch. a not a peep about like can you believe this is the president of the united states like saying this to a to, it, it, it is it has to be said the exact fuck thing it's the same exact thing there's no ifs ands or buts about it like he called some in his quote unquote country that he runs a stupid son of a bitch like that's actually harsh and violent whereas like it just it's ironic everything is so funny how um how it all plans out and then like back to the bitcoin thing it's like you wonder how many of these like how many of these government officials are trying to suppress bitcoin as tough as they can as they're buying buying in right now you know it's like there's no way it's like you see this like double-edged sword um i saw another quote that was pretty awesome it was an ex-nfl player and he was talking about betting on nfl games he's like you know as an nfl player you're not allowed to bet on nfl games it's it's and he's like and i completely understand that and he's like so why are like you know house and legislative and um senate leaders able to bet on the stock market it's just it's the same thing it's like you know they're creating the laws all they have to do is write something through you know and they may have an interest in that and then all of a sudden boom they're making huge dough it's just like it's very fascinating to see but then again it's like the nfl was created by those the uber rich people anyway so it's like Ben, it's just, it all comes uh, back to rules for thee and not for me, man. I mean, and like, you know, there is, there is rules in place about, uh, uh, public, public representatives, government representatives being able to, um, being able to, oh, damn it. Somebody's calling me and it's always fucks up my fucking video. Um, public, uh, being able they're so they're not i don't think they're legally allowed to but their spouses are so like that's the right. thing with nancy pelosi is it's, it's not nancy pelosi that's making all the money it's her husband so um which is funny because i uh damn it i lost it oh, this fucking thing uh keep on top exit full screen um the i dated a girl who this is fucking ridiculous. How the fuck do I get this video back? Where did it go? What? Okay, fuck it. Whatever. Um, the uh, I dated a girl who her boyfriend before me was an investment banker, and he had she had to sign a document saying that she wouldn't um, that she wouldn't invest in anything, like take any you know, whatever, whatever you want to call it in basically insider trading information from her, uh, her boyfriend. And so I found that interesting because they don't, is that even a thing? Obviously, obviously it's a thing, but which like what level investment banker do you have to be at to fucking. I mean, he was was relatively young, so I can't imagine, you know, he was like a, a senior fucking investment banker or anything like that. But, uh, 
it was, I just found that interesting because yeah, with, with government officials, they're allowed to make money on it. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, I don't care if government officials use their information to, to make money, you know, whatever. We live in a free market capitalistic society. It is what it is. Everybody's trying to make money, but it's just the, the holier than now attitude that comes with it. That like, you know, you know, we know what's best for you. Do what we say, everything, you know, we, we have your best interest in mind. But here, watch us use the insider information to make a ton of fucking money that you don't have access to. Like, it just, it, it just all goes back to this, like, you know, we've talked about a million times, this, like, keeping people down and keeping them docile and, 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 you know, in positions where they rely on these officials to fucking dictate their lives while the same officials are using information they have that nobody else has to make a ton of fucking money. It's a bunch of bullshit, man. I mean, that's why goes back to the whole genesis of this podcast. Um, do you, want- you gotta fucking you gotta fucking get your own so you can get out from underneath having to rely on that shit. Um yeah you can get in your own here's a great story um about an opportunity not seized. So I had I had a friend I guess we call them a group of family friends and one of them bought a crypto bull it was just NFT and uh, he put it on his profile pic. And I like, was like, I actually hit up one of his brothers and was like, damn, that, that shit is sick. So that day, this was last month, not even. Yeah. The other day, or, or so after that happened, I went on to OpenSea, which mm-hmm. is like a platform to buy NFTs. Yep. And I had this crypto bull queued up to buy or like to, you know, put a bid on. It was for sale for uh, 0.022 Ethereum. Okay. So at the time, it was like, you know, 800 bucks. The exact one, it was a crypto bull all made out of $100 bills. Like I, I could have just bought it right then and there. And that been done with it. It just sold for 38 Ethereum. <laughs> like t- like yesterday. Ugh, damn. That's a so kill. yeah. That's a bummer. Dude, I can't believe I might I I have I have honestly done no research in NFTs. I mean, I, I understand the concept, I understand how they work. I think we're kind of early in the space in terms of like I don't I don't think the idea is completely fleshed out yet. Like, it, I think it's going to keep evolving and changing over, you know, however long. But I do, I do like the concept. I haven't looked into buying any of them. I'm just, you know, the idea seems seems odd to me. But it is crazy how much fucking money people are making with these fucking things. It's the, the thing. The thing is, is or the thing. The, I think the best, the best thing I saw was Gary V's explanation. Because right now these these are like like Pokemon versions of them. I yeah. watched a little rant, and it was more. We we got to think deeper than the art NFTs. Like he's talking every single boarding pass on your telephone. Yeah, like when yeah. you go to the airport, and now that you have the little QR scanner code. Yep. Like in the next two to three years those again because what do you do with those anyway you 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 put it in your your wallet on your phone and then as soon as your flight's over 
it becomes obsolete and kind of delete it. Right. But there's still ways for people to manipulate and fake those QR codes. Right. If it turns into an NFT, a non-fungible token, mm. now it actually is, okay, a one of one. When it's done, it's gone. So that um, like line of thought, like uh, sporting events, like you go yeah. into the, uh, a, a blues game and it's like, you're not going to be holding your online ticket. You're going to be holding your one of one NFT. And then that eliminates that, you know, all the scammers, the scalpers, the fucking, right. you know, now how you purchase it and who the third party is that runs them. That's a different story. There'll be tons of money to make there for shit. I guess like third parties to, maybe create them i don't know but either way yeah i i mean it it always sucks when you miss out miss out on a a hundred or so grand on (laughs) um off 800 bucks yeah hey hey when those opportunities pass me by you know (laughs) oh fuck yeah well let's just stay but now it makes me wonder i wonder i hope my i hope my buddy fucking held on to his yeah, I mean, so, so nice what, one. what's, uh, what, like, um, like length of time, time period are we talking? Like, so from when you saw it to, to when it sold, when it just sold. I just, dude, I saw it on a fucking, on Instagram today. It was, this, yeah, but when did you first see One month ago. A month ago? Zero two two, a month ago, not oh. even. Oh. Yeah, it was the cheapest one you could buy. It was the cheapest one you could buy on on, on a OPC. Dude, you it imagine? Was, you imagine like, it's allowed. Turn fucking eight hundred dollars into a hundred grand in a month just by pure happenstance. Just happen to buy this thing and it just blows. I mean, dude. Well, but that's the problem is, but there's people that, that bought thirty boy apes at the same shit. You yeah. know. Just, it's just so fucking to $50 zero at the time. Yeah. It was like a year ago, and now you can't count a million dollars. So if they're sitting on 20 of them, you know, it's like do the math. It's it's just, it's, it's, crazy. it's life-changing fucking money. We just let this it almost like make, so starts to make me think like if if, if I'm like I feel almost like complacent, you know, it's like, I got in, I, now I'm like a dinosaur that hasn't, you know, you know, I, I got in on ether before it popped, like way before it popped, you know, but then I didn't really like, I just kind of rocked with that and made that my identity right. rather than like finding out these new, you know, things in the space. And that's, those are the people who are really fucking set. Well, that's just it. It's crazy, dude. The, the we're people. living in like we're living in a, a, the new tech bubble, the, the yeah. dot com boom. Oh yeah, but it's different. I mean, the only yeah, well, I was going to say the, the big difference here is that like that was just pure stu- stupidity to a degree. You know, like dude, not for nothing. It's I I watched. I don't know if I'd watched it before, but I, I rewatched it recently. Uh, Enron, the smartest guys in the room, the documentary about Enron, and like. Dude, it, 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 the dot com bubble, everybody was getting rich, so nobody cared and nobody was paying attention. And, like, dude, like what Enron was doing was like LOL funny. Like, they were literally reporting billions and billions of dollars worth of, of profits that just didn't, they just literally just didn't exist. Like, 
they had they made up and they i mean listen they got clearance from the sec so again another government agency really like doing their part they got clearance from the sec to use this method of accounting where instead of like all right if you own a business right when you report a profit you report a profit after a deal is done right if you sell something for 10 bucks it costs you six you report profit of four dollars after the deal is done right you can't just say that okay I'm at some point going to sell this product for $10. So therefore I made $4 in profit if you haven't sold it yet. Enron was literally just, if they had a contract in place for a deal, reporting that as profit, regardless of what the project was, regardless of if it ever happens. Like I I didn't know this prior to, but like India apparently is like a very difficult country to work with. Enron's whole thing was energy, right? Natural gas you know, uh, uh, electricity, all that shit. So they were trying to like, like become the main energy provider in India, but apparently the Indian government's very difficult to work with. The India is for people who don't know, like broken up into States. So you have different state governments in different parts that don't all necessarily align with each other, similar to America in that sense. And they spent like, like $2 billion building out this fucking power plant that was going to like power, like half of India and then they just, it just never was able to get finished. They spent $2 billion. Like, did you did you know what, I don't know how this turned into an Enron conversation, but did you know, do you know about what they were doing in California with energy? No, but I'd love for you to tell oh, me. Oh, dude, it's so fucking ridiculous. So like when they would be getting down to the end of a quarter and realize like that they weren't going to come in on, you know, expectations for, for um, uh, reports, they just started what they would do is because they had bought a company that controlled most of the power in California, they would shut the power off. They would shut these power plants down. So there'd be rolling blackouts. Then they'd raise the prices of the energy because the demand would go through the roof because nobody had power. And then they would fucking sell the energy back at a higher fucking price. And that's how they literally creating millions of dollars worth of profit, like overnight so that they can meet what their, what their, uh, their numbers were supposed to be for at the end of quarters and shit. And they were like blatantly doing it. Like they have record in the documentary, they have recorded phone calls of people from Enron calling these power plants and being like, Hey, you think you could take the reactor off for a few hours tonight? <laughs> like, like legit it's fucking, it's just complete, you know, and utter bullshit, but bringing this all back to where it started with the, the tech bubble. I mean, dude, it's just this weird thing about money and how, it uh, it just corrupts everything. There's a there's a great opera song actually. You know it. Everybody knows this song. I don't know how many people actually know what it's called, but I know it because actually I don't know why I know it. But it's uh, here. I'm gonna play it for you right now. You you'll know it. You'll know it in two seconds. You know the song. It's like yeah. Or it's like in every like hype video that's ever been made. That song yeah. is called Fortuna Imperatrix Money. Fortune is the empress of the world. And it's the fucking truth, man. It's all, you know, everyone just wants to get rich and people will do whatever the fuck it takes that and make it happen. And it doesn't matter who you fuck over. And it's just a it's crazy human nature that like we went from cavemen to it is crazy obsessed with just dollar signs and or you know, dollar signs and, and numbers that follow in bank accounts. Yeah, but who knows if some aliens didn't come and fuck us, and that's how we got here. Like, fuck some cavemen, you know? Dude, or the the the, uh, the stoned ape theory. 
that the fucking that the reason humans gained consciousness and evolved from apes is that they started eating psilocybin mushrooms and it, it changed the chemical makeup of their brains and the way they started to perceive the world around them. I saw a funny meme about Elon Musk. Yeah. It was like, what if Elon really is an alien and all he's trying to do is get back to his homeland? Just trying, just trying to go. Because like, that's why he wants to go to Mars so bad. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> this is our, our close personal up. friend, Elon. Yeah, yeah, our boy. We can go back and forth on him. Um, listen, Benny. Yeah, I feel like we could keep ripping, but yeah, I got I'm, nothing di- more. I'm dying a slow death here. And uh, I'm going to go do nothing today, watch some football. Who do you like today, Benny? So we got. Uh, the first game is uh, Chiefs Bengals. Actually, yeah, you might you better tell me who we got because I don't even. All right, Joe Burrow all the way. Fuck Pat. Uh, fuck Pat Mahomes is uh, fiance. Okay, Benny's on the Bengals, and then the night game is uh, 49ers Rams uh, in Los Angeles. Rams are three and a half point favorites. On oh, is it Rams who? Rams Niners. We're breaking up a little. Oh, yeah. Rams yeah. Niners. Um, do you think, do you think um, enough for Lance and him to get it? I don't know. I like the Niners. I'm with you. Let's go Bengals Niners. All right. Benny and I are on the Bengals and the Niners. Bengals to win outright. Niners to win outright, <laughs> taking the dogs. I'm gonna put a parlay in. Fuck it, since I go Jim, go Jimmy G, Jimmy G and Joey B. Those are our boys today. Yeah, All right, I Benny. Did. <laughs> awesome, awesome chat, buddy. Great, it's great to catch up with you on a Sunday morning. I love you, pal. Yeah, yeah, love it, love you, bro.